0: Journal. Nancy Benson, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show. Here's a preview of what they're covering on Viewpoints this week.
1: This week on Viewpoints.
2: You know, I thought I was there to talk about the literature and the writing process, but I quickly figured out that the students really needed was to somebody to speak honestly with them about sexual violence.
1: Teaching our youth about consent and
2: abuse. Psychology of fashion is really about human behavior within and across the fashion industry.
3: We talk with one of the scientists who's helping this form of psychology through its pioneer stage. I'm Marty Peterson.
2: And I'm
1: Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine,
0: Viewpoints. Listen to Viewpoints on your favorite radio station, iTunes and Stitcher. Penicillin is the safest, most effective antibiotic available worldwide, according to experts, and the cheapest. However, nearly 10% of the world's population, millions upon millions of people, say they're allergic to penicillin, so they don't take this often life-saving drug. Yet experts say most of those claims are false. If they'd ever take a test, the results would show very few of them are actually allergic to penicillin and that's putting them and us at risk.
4: Penicillin allergy is the most frequent drug allergy listed by patients really worldwide, and certainly the U.S., and it's estimated about 10% of people carry a label of penicillin allergy.
0: That's Dr. David Kahn, professor of medicine at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas.
4: The other fact that most people are not aware of is that penicillin allergy label does not equate with having a true penicillin allergy. So it turns out that only less than 2% of people who think they're allergic to penicillin are actually allergic. So the majority of these people walk around thinking they're allergic to penicillin but aren't and are treated differently, and that leads to more problems for them and perhaps even the population at whole because it leads to more drug resistance, cetera.
2: Most people were told by their parents when they were young that they had an allergic reaction to penicillin when, in fact, studies and tests have shown that upwards of 90% really never did have an allergy. It was just an associated rash or other reaction that occurred coincident with the infection.
0: That's Dr. Alan Frent, an otolaryngologist with North Shore Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates in suburban Chicago.
2: A person who believes they are allergic to penicillin is restricted from having all medications in the exact penicillin family, which includes amoxicillin and another drug called amoxclav, similar medicines in the penicillin family, and then a relative in a group called the cephalosporins, which are partially related to the penicillin group. So that takes two of the major groups of antibiotics off the table when we're treating infections.
0: Which Kahn says leaves patients with alternative antibiotics that just aren't as effective as those in the penicillin family, especially for treating ear, nose, and throat infections.
4: Some of these medications are more likely to cause antibiotic-associated infections. One of these things is a bacteria that you can get called C. difficile. This can cause severe diarrhea. You know, you think, well, just diarrhea, how bad can that be? But it turns out this can actually lead to death, and this is one of these unintended consequences of some of these broader-spectrum antibiotic usages.
0: Kahn says another problem with broad-spectrum non-penicillin alternatives is that they're not as effective treating resistant organisms.
4: I think most people are aware of a bacteria called staph, And there are different types of staph staph bacteria, some that are only able to be treated with uh, very specific antibiotics. And the use of these more broad-spectrum non-penicillin antibiotics can lead to increased resistance and increased development to get these more resistant staph bacteria or other bacteria. And when you get these, then it certainly leads to, you know, You end up in the hospital longer and get treated for other things. So these are some of the more problematic things associated with some of these, what we call these broad-spectrum antibiotics, as opposed to more narrow-targeted antibiotics like penicillin.
0: Kahn says a penicillin allergy label can be particularly problematic for people undergoing orthopedic surgery.
4: Many surgeries, the antibiotic is actually given even before the surgery. A common example of this are people who are getting knee or hip surgeries. They are frequently given a dose of antibiotics ahead of time. And this is another example where the common antibiotic that's used for patients to prevent infections related to these kind of orthopedic procedures is somewhat of a cousin of penicillin. And because of this, many surgeons or the anesthesiologists are fearful of using this type of antibiotic, and we'll use one of these other broad-spectrum antibiotics. And So, making sure that we identify that they're really not allergic to penicillin can avoid these problems as well.
0: But why is it that so many people wrongly believe they're allergic to the penicillin family? The problem has developed innocently enough. If a child developed a rash during a regimen of penicillin, often the parent would assume it was an allergy to the drug. That label would go into the child's medical record unquestioned and untested, following them for life. However, because the label has become so prevalent in recent years, Khan has created a test for his hospital patients to verify a penicillin allergy.
4: We developed a program to screen patients for their penicillin allergy while they're actually in the hospital, and they could be admitted for a variety of different reasons. We developed a partnership with our pharmacy department and trained one of the pharmacists to take a careful drug allergy history as well as in the technique of doing penicillin allergy testing. And so every day we would utilize the electronic medical record and screen for patients who had a penicillin allergy label and then identify those that we thought would be most likely to benefit that they were currently on other antibiotics or had other diseases that would make them more predisposed to having antibiotics. And then we'd go and identify these patients in the hospital and see who we could do testing on.
0: Kahn has tested more than 300 hospital patients, 98% of them tested negative for penicillin allergy. He's also found that getting rid of that penicillin allergy label turns out to be beneficial for both these patients' health and their pocketbooks.
4: We also looked at their antibiotic use before and afterwards and found out that they were using more penicillin, as you might imagine, which is more restricted and less of these more dangerous-type antibiotics. And for some patients, this turned out to be actually cost-effective as well because some of these other medications are very expensive. We recently completed a study just targeting a group of patients who are treated with a fairly expensive intravenous antibiotic just because of their penicillin allergy, and it ended up being about 90% cost savings for the antibiotic alone. So several studies have shown savings of thousands of dollars, sometimes per hospital visit, and, you know, if you multiply that uh, by 10% of the population, we're talking about a lot of money.
0: But even if a child has tested positive for penicillin allergy in the past, that doesn't necessarily mean that that patient is still allergic as an adult.
3: Patients can outgrow the allergy. So if it happened when you were six and now you're in your 40s, there's a potential that you may have had some reactivity to the penicillin and your immune system's
0: changed. That's Dr. Jody Zuckerman, friend's partner at North Shore Ear, Nose, and Throat. She believes that all adult patients with a penicillin allergy label in their medical record should be tested. All it takes is a two-hour office visit.
3: The first portion, they're going to have what's called prick testing, where the penicillin antigen is going to be introduced to the skin. So if someone is truly allergic, we do it in three stages. So in the first stage, where the antigen was applied to the skin, and we call it a prick, it's just a little sharp mechanism that kind of introduces the antigen right under the skin, we'll start to see redness, itching, and a wheel form. And they have to have a wheel that's three millimeters bigger than our negative control. So sometimes it's hard to tell. We may repeat that process. But if they have a wheel that swells up that kind of looks like how the positive control histamine looks, at that point the test is stopped for that patient.
0: But if nothing remarkable happens at this first stage, then they continue on to the second stage of the test, really just a repeat of the first one.
3: If they pass that portion of the test, then we can go on to what's called our oral challenge. And in the oral challenge, they're given a pill. We give them 250 milligrams of amoxicillin. You want to start with a low dose the first time you're having them take it and ingest it. And then we watch them for an hour. And if there's no reaction in an hour, we can say that this is a negative test.
0: In other words, you're not allergic to penicillin.
3: The way I approach my patients is always, you know, conservative to aggressive. And when you're trying to be as conservative as possible, you want to give them as many options possible. So to have this one class that's so available and covered and usually effective for what we treat is a really nice additive for a patient who's been told for years that they can't take
0: penicillin. Zuckerman says the test is usually covered by insurance and that many practices around the country now offer it in conjunction with a regular allergy test.
4: So I think this is somewhat of a sea change, if you will, in terms of identifying these patients ahead of time before they actually really need it. In the past, as allergists, many times if someone was allergic to penicillin, we wouldn't really do anything about it because they'd say, well, there's there's other alternatives, and really only if you need penicillin for some very specific indication, we would then do the testing. But now, with more and more information coming out, that the dangers of having this label of penicillin allergy attached has consequences. We're trying to identify these patients beforehand so that we can electively remove that label and they can be treated uh, appropriately.
0: If you've carried the penicillin allergy label in your medical record since childhood, now may be the time to be tested. It could save you a lot of money, improve your health, and maybe even save your life. Can learn more about penicillin allergy and all of our guests by visiting our website at Radiohealthjournal.net. You'll also find an archive of our past segments as well as on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm Reed Pence.
1: non-attorney spokesperson paid for by the sentinel group attention military vets and current soldiers who served between 2002 to 2016 have you or a loved one suffered hearing loss or tinnitus after serving or while serving in the u.s armed forces you may be entitled to compensation 3m the manufacturer of earplugs made for combat recently paid the government 9.1 million dollars to settle a false claims act case for knowingly selling these defective earplugs for over a decade specifically the united states argued that the manufacturer knew their earplugs were too short for proper insert into users' ears, and that the earplugs could loosen and therefore didn't perform properly or reduce noise the way they should have. If you or a loved one suffered hearing loss or tinnitus after serving or while serving in the U.S. Armed Forces, you need to choose the right legal team that has the experience, support staff, and resources to seek the most compensation for your injuries. Call the Sentinel Group now for more information and a free case review. Call 800-655-6458. 800-655-6458. That's 800-655-6458
5: that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is a rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-568-1647. That's 800-568-1647. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-568-1647.
6: What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-835-1478. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-835-1478. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-835-1478. That's 1-800-835-1478.
1: And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Radio Health Journal is a production of MediaTracks Communications. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and check iTunes for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find podcasts of our segments, information about our guests, and the latest health news at RadioHealthJournal.net. Join us again next
2: week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.